You're listening to the Knowledge Share with Dr. Dave podcast. This is your host, Dr. Dave. I hope you're pursuing your awesomeness. Knowledge Share with Dr. Dave is streamed on grokshare.com and broadcasted on iTunes and Google Play. The Agility for Humanity AFH Tucson Meetup is a new launch in 2018. A monthly podcast will be created of the conversations and will be hosted on the Now Share with Dr. Dave channel. You're listening to episode EAFH-1, Lean, Agile, and Startup Discussions. The Agile for Humanity community will use lean thinking, agile practices, and lean startup to improve business, community, and individual goals. As lean thinkers, we want to maximize value, minimize waste, optimize flow, respect people, and continually learn. As agile practitioners, we aim to respond to change, measure empirically, commit to outcomes, be transparent, and demonstrate courage. Although more tenets exist to guide our behavior, these are a good start to help our journey. We are camped out at Connect Coworking in downtown Tucson, Arizona, next door to the Rialto, a public theater and hotel congress on a Saturday morning. The Rialto and Hotel Congress are landmark buildings in the downtown Tucson area. Connect Coworking is the original collaboration workspace in downtown Tucson and is the home of an eclectic group of small businesses and local events. We use Lean Coffee to create topics for the Agile for Humanity meetup group. Lean Coffee was created by Jim Benson and Jeremy Lightsmith. Learn more about Lean Coffee by visiting www.leancoffee.org. Our guests are Latifa Collingwood, Khalil Knight Papioano, Samantha Hahn, Charles Kawunda Collingwood, and Harry Roberts. Attending remotely were John Jorgensen and the mysterious Wayne. I would like to give a round of applause to our guests this morning for coming out and sharing their insights. The three topics included are one, provide a good definition of agile and how it applies to K-12 leadership. Two, ready for agile education. Three, diversity and inclusion. Do we still need to have this conversation? Other topics that were not discussed include the following. One, customer value, how to active listen and have empathy. Two, business agility, responding to threats and opportunities to enable business and human growth. Three, open to collaboration. Four, community. Five, design thinking. Six, operational effectiveness. Seven, Believing in the experience fostering education. 8. Change from the norm. 9. Customer value, a measurable outcome that can be realized and shared. 10. Burning Man principles and agile principles. 11. Core protocols and clean language. 12. Flow framework. 13. Lands work plus edge behaviors plus authority valence. 14. Is Scale Kanban real? And 15. Open source technology for non-agile, non-business applications. All right, so let's go ahead and start. Let's start with the phone. Who's on the phone? Okay, uh, my name is Wayne. I've been in the IT industry for 28 years. 
And I, I have no, uh, zero exposure to what we're doing here today. This is my first meeting. So I'm just looking forward to it. Good. So this Wayne. Uh, who else? This is John. I'm joining by phone and by Zoom. And I'm in Southern California. I'm an Agile coach. Um, so, so that's Wayne and that's John. So why don't we start with um, who's in the room and you guys could start introducing. Hey, what's up? My name's KP. Well, my full name is Khalil Papiano, but I go by KP. I'm in the military full time, soon to get out of the military, go to, the, go to school for marketing graphic design. But around town, I do marketing, consultant, consultations, and I'm involved with a bunch of different organizations around town. Very community involved. Hi, my name is Samantha Hahn, and I currently am a shop manager for Smile the Rec Club. Uh, we work on invisible aligners, but I am looking to start my own business um, in the upcoming year working with the youth um, and specializing in arts as well. So come on, sis, you're going to have to speak up so we can hear you down here. Hi, I'm, my name is Latifa Collingwood, and I am a, a nurse practitioner. I'm in the healthcare industry, and um, I worked a lot in training and development, and my current, in my current role, I do a lot of process improvement, and I'm just here to learn a little more about agility. My name is Kaunda Collingwood. I'm Latifa's husband, and I'm a K-12 educator. Um, in mathematics, I teach AP Calculus, and um, I do a lot of work. And um, I'm, I'm studying leadership right now, and hopefully, um, I want to know a lot of more, a lot more about agility, even what it means, and how it could be applied to education. Yeah. So, I mean, John. So, what we have in the room is um, we have different business. We have a business leader. We have someone who's in marketing. Um, we have someone who is in the healthcare profession, and also someone who is also in education. So we have a, a nice mix of, of an audience. And for, for, I don't know Wayne, so Wayne, um, I'm Dr. Dave, I am an Agile coach and your host for today. While we're having fun trying to make all of our devices work, our tech work. Um, so I, we have some topics that we, we wanna cover, but let me just talk about, um, Lean coffee for, for a second, just so that everyone gets to understand that lean coffee is it, it's it was started by um, what's his name, Jim Benson, and, and this guy Highsmith uh, up north, John, if you remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, uh, Jer Jeremy, I think it's Jeremy Lightsmith, Jeremy Lightsmith, that's his name, and Jim Benson. And, and so, the point is, is that we come up with all of the topics that we're passionate about. So instead of having an agenda set, we create the agenda. And basically, the way it works, um, each card that you have put down, what we said to discuss, uh, we will go through and you would have like a minute or two to share ideas about your topic. Um, from there, we'll go ahead and dot vote. We'll each take, give three votes per person, and you could apply those votes to one or many cards. And so you only have three votes per person. And um, from there, then we will start the process of where you have five minutes of discussion. And one thing that we do use is Roman voting. If we want to continue with the conversation, we keep our thumbs up. 
if we don't want to, you know, so the group decides how we want to continue. You go Roman thumbs down, and I'll introduce something a little bit different where normally we go in between, but that's something that's hard to see. So we could put our hands out and say, that's the will of the team, right? To, to yeah, we're neutral, right? The will of the team. So we, we decide how long the conversation goes, and we could stop the conversation at any point by all of us agreeing that, you know, and this is just part of the agile practice of how we work as a community. Um, I just wanna let everyone know today we're doing a podcast and we're recording everything that's going on. And if anyone have an issue with that, um, I, I'll need to kick you off because the podcast is gonna go forward. Um, and so we're just doing audio today. We have the visuals up so that we could see um, who is in the room. And we, we also have Peyton who, who's actually hanging out here with us. Um, she's four years old. I just wanted to share that um, with you. She's my daughter. Thanks everybody for being a trooper. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, which, which, is, which is way cool. Um, unfortunately, I don't know why our HDMI is just having such wonderful time. Um, let me see if, it's, if it would a screen share changed its behavior or not. No, nope. didn't make it want to talk. I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. I, I just can't get the, the, the monitor in the room to work for some reason. I don't know why. If I turn it off and turn it back on, because no, I could, I'm the only one who could see you. Okay, and we'll, we'll just see what happens. And so in terms of cards, oh, come on. In, in terms of cards that we have, what we've done is we have some cards laid out here, so I may have to just do some some interesting stuff. Samantha, I may need your help a little. That's okay. And so this is this is our camera, and then so you could start just showing what's what we have, and we'll and maybe you could read off exactly what do we have um, okay. out there on on the things. So you can point the camera down if you want to at any point. Okay. Um, there, yeah. Okay. There you go. So, open to collaboration, community, agility, public education, agility and leadership, define agility, operational effectiveness, believing in the inexperienced fostering education, Change the form, the norm. Change from the norm. Change from the norm. Design thinking. Diversity and inclusion. Do we still need this conversation? Business agility. Responding to the threats and opportunities to enable business and human growth. Customer value. A measurable outcome that can be realized and shared. Customer value. How to active listen or we'll have to display active listening and empathy and open to collaboration. Okay. So, so um, since we could, only I could see what's going on in, on, on my screen here. Um, John, do you want to read those out um, back or I could read them? Sure. So uh, I have ready for agile organizations. Burning Man Principles and Agile Principles, Core Protocols and Clean Language, 
flow framework, lands work, edge behaviors, and authority valence. Is scaled Kanban real? Open space technology for non-agile, non-business applications. That's all. That's it. Okay, yeah, so. Yeah, so that, that was already covered. So um, why don't we, maybe we should, do we want to start with people who's on the phone first yeah. and, and have them read back, um, you know, what their card is, just give a, a, a brief overview before we can start our dot voting. Sure. And so we'll do roughly about, um, it seems like we have quite a few cards. So maybe we'll try like one minute, you know, just a one minute brief overview of, of what you're, your topic is and your card is. Uh, so who wants to go first on um, who's on the bridge? I'll go first. Okay. And, and I, won't take a I won't take a minute for a card. I'll do about 30 seconds. Okay. So uh, Ready for Agile Organizations is a new document that somebody is releasing to basically give a checklist to executives that want their organization to uh, adopt Agile principles. Burning Man principles actually are very similar in some ways to the Agile Manifesto values and principles. I thought it'd be interesting to look at that um, and people who are more familiar with Burning Man might be able to give me insight. Core protocols and clean language are basically ways of listening to people, allow people to talk without judgment of each other's uh, talking content. Flow framework is something that is maybe an extension of Kanban, um, a way for uh, companies to survive a very disrupted, um, volatile business Okay. Uh, so. Lance work and edge behavior and authority valence is a way of doing um, exercises for groups, teams, or programs in a room to understand um, what's really happening psychologically when an organization is going through drastic change. Open space technology for non-agile, non-business applications is something I'm curious about, um, a way of having a... Uh, an agenda-less conference and running that conference for non-vocations. Non Basically just, um, I've, I've found out that churches have um, used open space effectively. So I'm interested in non-business applications of open space technology. That's all. Okay. So do we want to, how about in the room as we start to discuss can I go? Yeah. I have to go soon. That's something I was playing so. Okay. So one of my cards was changed from the norm. And basically I've done marketing or I've tried to do, I've seen a lot of businesses that just have the same sort of procedures and practices and they're not very innovative with their image, their brand, their marketing. And they just kind of do the same thing over and over. Television ads, newspaper ads, radio ads, they don't do anything different to be innovative in reaching a target audience, their target audience. Uh, believing in the inexperience fostering education. 
I wrote that down because I am new to a different market or new to a different profession. And I've seen that to gain or to be accepted into these different professions, I have to have on top of a bachelor's three to five years experience. And I think that if a company were to bring someone in who's ambitious, passionate, young, open, that they just like a lot of different companies that are pretty high up there like Apple, Google, they could train in-house and build that inexperienced person to what they want to be versus always asking for the three to five years, even sometimes 10 years of experience in this, in this particular job market. Uh, operational effectiveness, I just believe a lot of businesses, small and large, are not very effective. So, in, in their procedures, and not, not even just in marketing, just in their procedures and how they execute from conception to execution. And I think that's very important. Uh, design thinking, I've been reading this book recently called Change by Design by Tim Brown. He's the CEO of IDEO. And in that company, thinking like a designer, thinking differently, thinking innovatively has really changed my perspective in marketing and trying to push those different ideas regardless of how different they may be. Community, I think community, well, community and open to collaboration. I think a lot of companies aren't, they're afraid to connect with people that they may admire or may even just be curious about for the fact, for the fact of their own security. So it's an insecurity and I think that people should come together, be cross-disciplinary, reach out to people that they think that it may not benefit them and see where it goes. And just being open to failure and being open to new ideas and just being open to change. That's, that was, those are my thoughts. Okay. You can just leave it up, it's, oh. it's fine. It's just picking up anyone who speaks. So who, who wants to go next just to share out what those topics are? Yeah, I think I'll go next. Um, first, um, I just want to get a good definition for the word agility. Um, I mean, I, I, I think I know what agility is as far as uh, a definition in, 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 in the dictionary, but in terms of how it relates to business and, and, and organizations, I would like to understand that. And once I understand that, I like to see how agility applies to leadership, um, particularly leadership in K-12 education um, and other public education. Um, and because I think we have an opportunity to um, to create a lot of create a lot of changes in, in the way how education is being um, operated right now. And hopefully, um, as I understand what agility means, how it applies to leadership, then. Um, it would be something that I really want to find out a whole lot more about. Okay, so who's next? So, customer value and how really the importance of how to display active listening skills and also really how to align with whomever you're working with and really the importance of displaying empathy in a workplace um, and also like the difference between empathy and sympathy I think they're two very different things um, and knowing the difference especially in business I think is very imperative so it looks like we're losing a few folks so it may just be you know th three people in the room doing this combo um, 
And so, I mean, the, the conversation that I wanted to have was around uh, diversity and inclusion. Do we still need this conversation? Um, the other one was business agility, which is responding to threats and opportunities to enable business and human growth. And the last one was um, customer value, immeasurable outcome that can be realized and, and shared. And so, since we've lost a few of the people, um, John, I'll ask you, ask me, you and Wayne, I mean, how do you guys want to really get involved with, uh, how do we want to not vote this? Since this is, a, we're, we're trying to do a, a blend of on-premise and, and the digital space. Any ideas? Yeah, I could just uh, tell you the three cards or fewer that I want to cast my dots on. Okay, so which one do you want to cast your dots on? Uh, there was a topic of uh, agility and leadership. Okay. Uh, I'd like to put some dots on that. And okay. then um, I think the gentleman left, but his, his questions around um, like marketing and companies that aren't changing, uh, I'd like to put uh, maybe one dot on that. Okay. The, well, since he isn't here, um, do we want to uh, do you want to just go, you know, skip his and, and just deal with the ones that's in house? That's fine. If we're taking them off the table, I'm good with that. Yeah, I, I think we should just take them off the table because um, you know whatever KP was, and we just had Harold join us. I hope everything is good. Is the car good? We can talk later. Okay, we can talk later about his car. Okay. Yeah, that's diversity and inclusion. All right, so you know what? I think we have three topics that we could start with, and we could always jump back yeah. in uh, and add more. I mean, this is a little, uh, you know, we're kind of like diverging a little way from lean coffee, but, you know, we're here to inspect and adapt, and I think that's fine too. You guys, are you okay with that, John? Sure. Okay. Um, so the first conversation, and, and I mean, you guys could come a little closer too. I mean, so that the phone is here. Um, so, so come on down, come on down. Cause the phone is like here so that they could hear you and you could hear them. Um, and we could start having this dialogue around the first card. Cause the first card we're gonna talk about is, yeah, yours. So we're, we're gonna spend like five minutes just so I just given a background of what it is, you know, that topic is about um, a good definition for agility, what you want to know, and how it applies to, to leadership, and we can, we can go from there. So I'm going to put on a timer, so we have five minutes, um, and go ahead. Well, I mean, the first question I had is like, uh, how, does, um, like how does agility apply to leadership? Um, and I, I'm thinking about... Um, I mean, so this is new to me, and I just want to get that definition from, mm -hmm. from people who are experts in agility. And then once I know that, then I can think, like, how does that apply to, to the leadership in K-12? Okay. You know, that's, that, that's, my, that's, that's where I want to do that. So, John, you, you, you guys want to jump in on that? Yeah, I, I think that it's, it's fairly widely agreed that the word agility um, is defined in the Agile Manifesto. And the Agile Manifesto um, is a fairly brief document, you know, only about two pages long, 
but it does uh, bring up four values and 12 principles, which do span, I think, um, every kind of human endeavor. When you uh, substitute the word software for just uh, work product or work value, and um, you know the the first value is that we value having good uh, interactions between individuals over you know some kind of process or some kind of tools, and um, you know basically being adaptive and collaborative over following a plan or negotiating a contract of some kind. And, um, you know, uh, transparency is, is something that I don't, I don't know if it's called out in the Agile Manifesto. Somebody can start checking me online um, if you want to, but it's not. Um, many of the, uh, the practices are saying that we need to show uh, people um, what's actually happening when we build a, a product or uh, start designing a service, um, and and then when when we show it to the consumer who it was intended for, really listen to what they have to say about it, whether they like it or dislike it, or what aspects they like, and what they had in mind for ways to improve it. And I think that that's that's what applies to leadership. Um, and uh, I've, I, I created a, a document that describes Scrum, which is a, an implementation of, it, of Agile. Um, and um, leadership in the world in general has only been um, making the people who do the work in the trenches use Agile or Agility. They haven't been... Uh, often applying these principles and values to their own uh, professional conduct. And that's what I'm actually trying to call attention to and invite people into, is as leaders, being transparent and continuously inspecting and adapting the uh, work product or um, services that they offer. So, I mean, so... Anyone else want to contribute to the definition of agility? Um, I mean, I could jump in, but you know, I want to get you in Harold yeah. or Wayne. Um, I don't know that that one always always kind of is is a tough one to to break down into terms. But I always when I discuss it with people who aren't in tech, you know, it's it's really a way. So the, the agility is. You know, and you kind of follow the KISS principle, right? You know, you got to keep it simple, mm -hmm. silly. Keep it simple yeah. silly. Yeah. And, um, and when, it, when it really boils down to it, there's, you know, like John was saying, there's, there's different uh, principles and there's different ideas that, that we try to stick to to do these. But when you boil it right down to everything, it's just, you know, try to find the, the simplest way and, uh, you know, do things in an iterative process, small pieces, so that whoever your consumer is or your, your customer is, they get to see what you're doing uh, in, in short time intervals. And so you have more interaction with them. And I think that's where kind of the transparency thing comes in is, you know, pe people look at it and view that as, as a transparent way of method of, 
of accomplishing something. Yeah, I mean, and, and so when I think of agility in itself, I just go back to the dictionary definition of what agile means. It means to be flexible, it means, it means to be, you know, be able to respond to change, right? I mean, it, 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 that's what it really means um, down at its core and, and how we apply that um, to whether it's education or business or perhaps even growing a garden. Uh, we, we could take a look at the practice of, of saying, how do we work in a, in a collaborative way in small incremental chunks that people could begin to understand mm -hmm. exactly what work needs to get done? Because that's the whole point of the, the practice is to make sure that many people could work together and be able to share that information. The part that John brought up was transparency. There's many other tenets that, that speak to agility itself besides just transparency. Um, one of it is commitment. You know, if we said we're gonna get this work done, are we committing to, to, to get that done within the specified time um, that we have? Um, the other aspect of it is empathy. Do we really care about the people who are working with and how we're contributing um, back to their life and their livelihood. Um, so, I mean, it's it's a practice. And, and when I talk about Agile, I talk about Agile as a practice, uh, much like if I was doing yoga, tennis, or any other skills um, event like that, that I think of it in that way. So when I apply it to software or to education, because mm -hmm. that's one of the things that you and I share in common, when mm -hmm. I think about education, uh, I'm thinking of how do I allow 13 to 19 year olds to participate in learning something new in a way where they're self-directed and, and that's one of the principles of agility is self-organization yeah. so that they could go on and innovate and come up with new ideas versus having the sage on stage all the time right I mean so with that and if you pivot up to leadership it's really changing their mindset to understand that th there are people who have a brain and they're capable and if we create the space that allow those people to thrive then there's a greater uh, you know opportunity to come up with something new and innovative that's not necessarily you know always from a leadership perspective the leadership is, is what we call bounded autonomy we, we have a boundary and we have space for people to operate in a very self-organizing way and, and to bring value um, back to the organization. We have about 50 some seconds. I don't know if we want to keep talking about this or, I mean, any vote, keep going. Um, Do you want is, is it defined well it's enough? It's defined well enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, okay. I the definition, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, Anything from you, Wayne and John, in, in terms of a definition and, and, and how, uh, anything else we want to contribute to this slide? I mean, to this card? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in people's ideas about how how it could apply to, um, for example, leaders in a school. Well, I mean, yeah. why not go there? Yeah, I, I, how could you use yeah, it? Yeah, I school? think um, so. The leaders in the school are, are, are bounded, right, by all yeah. these constraints. Right. Um, and what what tend to happen is that things come from up the hill and flowing down. So. I think the challenge is really getting for the leader to get um, his troops, so to speak, to conform to these these uh, boundaries that they are dealing with. You know, right. and 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 that that's a challenge because you have a, 
a diversity of, of, of faculty that you have to deal with who have different ideas and all this stuff. So it's easy to have this, these kind of rebellion, right? And so how, how do we, um, uh, and I think from what I'm hearing, the definition of agility, if we could pass that down to the troops, so to speak, right? So not just the leaders understand that, but the people who they're leading understand yeah. what that really means. Yeah, everybody needs to understand yes. it and, um, and really have the mindset. You know, once you get a really good understanding, I think that's when you develop the mindset for doing agility. And, um, you know, so having everybody understand it is key. Mm-hmm. Especially all the leaders, all the way yeah. up. Yeah, all the way up, yeah. yeah. I think it's a really good point that you make there about basically when, when you begin to operate in an agile way, that decision-making authority in some in some quantity moves down from leadership to the people that are doing uh, the majority of the work. I'm not saying that all the all the authority moves, but most of it, I think, it, it, it shifts downward. And so without a redistribution of authority, you might not really be getting all the benefits of what's touted as you know, why to do Agile. Because if it's lacking that, that redistribution of authority, mm-hmm. you get the same thing you've always been getting with yeah. the non-Agile uh, approach. Yeah. So I think ahead, what, 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 what I'm hearing as I, I hear the discussion, it, it reminds me of the phrase shared leadership, and it's about leadership just creating the right environment where people at all levels are sharing in the responsibilities and sharing in the decision making and sharing in the work. So it's not just the leader at the top, it's less of a top down and, and just more of a filling in the spaces, but it really requires creating that culture, that, that culture and that mindset of a shared leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100% agree. Yeah. Thank you. That was well said. Well said. Do we want to? So, okay, good. I, I think we have exhausted the conversation around that topic, which was really f- awesome. Yeah. Uh, and so the, the next card, and I, it's called Ready for Agile Organizations. And I would, John, you wrote that, right? That, yeah, that's mine. Okay, go ahead and, uh, and go ahead and do your thing. You have five minutes. Sure. So yeah, this is about a document that's going to go public in two days. Um, it was written by uh, Daniel Mezik and Mark Sheffield, two friends of mine. Um, and it's really like a, a cookbook or a checklist for how to prepare an organization to find their way into Agile. and. Um, just like the lady that just spoke a minute ago. I'm sorry, I didn't write down your name. Samantha. Um, or Latifa. Samantha, thank you. No, Latifa, oh, I'm Latifa. sorry. Yeah, like Latifa was I'm saying, it's, it's really all about leaders creating an environment where shared decision-making is possible. And that's, um, that's not something that everybody understands um, at first blush, if they're an executive um, who's maybe just recently heard about agility, 
Um, they want the benefits, but they don't know how to get that transformation to happen. And so it's this checklist, this idea of, okay, what are the steps that I need to do to prime the pump, so to speak, to help this organization, all the people in the organization, start to collaborate on what it might look like. How can we experiment with different changes to practice that uh, gets us where we want to be in terms of shared decision-making, shared authority within bounds? And so I just, um, I'm really excited about it. Um, and I'm asking myself, how can I help spread the word about this? Um, I'm thinking of donating money to having um, pamphlets printed. First, I want to get people's feedback about what they think of a checklist, uh, what level of interest would be for something like that, how they would like to be able to discover something like that, um, and then whatever ideas you can give me to, to help me spread this 10-page this document. Well, you could begin here, right? I mean, this would be your first, um, you know, if you have that document, when we publish this podcast, I mean, one thing we can do is just attach that document um, to the grokshare.com nice. website, right? That's one distribution channel. And um, since, awesome. since this yep. is a meetup uh, sponsored by Agile Alliance, um, that's another, you know, avenue to get the word out. But... Um, no, it would be interesting to see what that is when, you know, ready for agile organization and what does yeah. it take to really put you in that mindset to really adopt that. Because when you're talking about giving up control, and, and that's what we're saying, we're talking about shared, you know, knowledge and shared ownership. We're talking about giving up control and having to have built in trust, right? right? To, to know that we can let this out into the organization and not worry about, you know, our career or whatever being affected by it. So it, it would be interesting to see, you know, what's in the document and, and how that really enables people to get to that point or what steps are needed, you know, to take on that mindset of bounded autonomy. Because that's not an easy thing to do as human beings, right? It's a, it's a human fear thing too, right? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like so I, I can tell you that in the document it does mention using lean coffee like you are right now. Yeah. So well, there's no there's no hidden agenda, no predetermined agenda. Um, the people who are affected by the change get to decide um, collectively. Um, well, how is how how are we going to approach this? And they talk freely. As, as we're talking freely and in, in lean coffee, and then having that be something that's available to everyone, like you're doing, Dave, you're recording it and broadcasting it, so that the transparency is there. People that um, want to know and want to have a, a, a say in the matter of how their job is going to be affected, or their workplace, or the customer, all, all of that opened up for everyone. Yes. Do we keep going? We're, we're at time. I keep okay. If we keep the thumbs up, come the thumbs up. Okay, so let's let's contribute to the to dialogue. Then. So um, I think the question that I have, or, or what I'm thinking too, is um, you have different types of organizations. 
and I'm thinking that you have like private organizations whose who, um, goal is to make um, money at the end of the day, and you have organizations that are service type organizations. So how do you um, get the person who is on the lowest um, polling pole, so to speak, to bind um, to bind the concept of sharing? You know. So I think I think that seems to be. I'm interested to see how that document addresses that issue. <laughs> it's like the military, man. Yeah, it's like you the military. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, it does include a form of indoctrination into the culture. It really does. Yeah. For it to work. It's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it, for it to work, the leader has to establish the culture and has to say, this is how we operate, and here are the parameters that we operate within. And then, you know, when, as new people join, you know, you get those people educated or indoctrinated into the yes. sharing of responsibility and it is an expectation, you know, that that sharing does occur and that they're not always looking for the answers from someone at the top, mm -hmm. but they are able to go find the answers and bring the answers in to the team and have some discussions about it and then maybe take it up to the leadership and then they're all sharing and talking and I mean, that, 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 you want to jump in there? No, no. no I, I was just, uh, as you were speaking, the teeth of my sister. <laughs> Samantha. Uh, not Samantha. <laughs> uh, is, it's, it's a mindset of scarcity and growth. Right? I mean, if we, and I'm just pivoting a little bit to say that if we have a growth mindset, yeah. then it, it, we're open to allowing others in to go ahead and I'll allow you to take some risks and bring bring forth a new idea or a new concept that's probably different to mine. But if I'm in a scarcity mindset and I'm always living out of fear, I'm worried about you know what's going to happen to me next, then I could see you know how hard it is to get people to really adapt and, and really want to bring agility as part of their practice yeah. because we're asking people to change, and we, we we know how hard change is. No one wants to change. Hey. You know, I go through that. Hey, honey, don't move this stuff. It's been this way. It's been in the cupboard here for the last don't week. Touch it. Oh, don't touch it. Don't move it around. And if you're a guy, you know how that is. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's this thing, though, as, as you were speaking, what, what came to my mind to, to, to really answer that question is deference to expertise. Yeah. And it's really deferring to the people that bring the expertise. Because as leaders, you're not the expert in everything. You know, you just create the environment and set the tone, but you have a bunch of experts working for you, like you're a math expert, mm. you know, uh, and, and then you have different levels of math expert, and, and you may be a tech expert working in a different industry. Mm -hmm. And so it's about the people that bring the expertise into your team and being secure enough to defer to those people that bring the expertise, provided that those people are really able to work in a team and really understand that at the end, what we're looking for is an outcome that helps the team to grow, that helps the team to move forward. Yeah. And, and not looking for individual growth necessarily as the only outcome. So the main outcome has got to be how do we move the team forward or how do, this, how do I help the team to achieve certain goals? How do I lead the team through these difficult channels? How do we do that? And, and it's like, I can't lead the team by myself, so I have to defer to the people who have the expertise right. to communicate, yeah. to support, yeah. to pick things up and to do, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that, um, that reminds me of a dynamic that I think really exists 
but goes unmentioned in, in most conversations about leadership. And that is that um, real leadership is this thing that is very dynamic. It moves around super quickly, kind of like a, uh, a pinball on a pinball table. Whenever we're doing work and we, we hit a snag or we hit a challenge and there needs to be some sort of expertise like Latifa was talking about, whoever in the moment is involved and has the best idea or the most relevant experience momentarily actually has leadership and they make their contribution um, with their idea or relating their experience and then and then the leadership shifts to the new person whoever has in reaction to that uh, contribution whoever has the most relevant idea or experience um, for for that group and so I think um, a formal leader, a person who has positional authority, the way that they create an effective container or environment for agility mm -hmm. is to be very explicit and clear about what the boundaries are. Yep. And I call these like guardrails. Yep. So as, as long as it's explicit, nobody has to speculate or wonder, making it fuzzy. Well, like if I say this, will they be mad at me? Will nice. they feel like I'm stepping on their toes? I don't want to overstep my position, blah, blah, blah. If they have to guess, then maybe as a leader, you haven't been as explicit as you could be about those guardrails. And so I think that's probably an area where leaders can grow. Exactly. How do I be more clear, more, more precise uh, in my signaling about these guardrails? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think what's interesting, if I, if I may, yeah, is, that, um, is that... Uh, in education, I mean, we have this thing called transformational leadership and transactional leadership and yeah. distributed leadership. And these th things have been around for the last 20 years. Or oh, even longer. Longer. But it's not happening. Yeah. You know, so I, I think, I think um, uh, what, what I'm trying to understand with agility, this idea of, of, of um, understanding that concept and really applying that concept to allow these um, these different forms of leadership to happen, you know, because we talk about in, in education, we talk about oh, let's do distributed leadership, but it's just like a word, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not actually, there's not a plan behind that. And I think, um, I think leaders need to really um, understand a little bit more exactly how this stuff really works, as opposed to just a word a definition. Well, it, it comes in with, with coaching and training, right? I mean, we can't expect people to be ready to accept this new paradigm without coaching them up without giving them you know the right mindset to get there and and that's where people like John myself and others come in uh, you know as actual coaches where we could go into an organization and begin to introduce them to the concept of it's okay to let go and allow self-organization to take place but while you're doing that go ahead and, and create those boundaries so that people could be safe because the last thing you want is someone going off the deep end mm -hmm. And then you're going, ah, but even if they do go off the deep end, you know, can you create space enough that they could recover and said, okay, we, we understand that you went here, but this is really where we need you to be, right? And so it's really a very engaging, um, participatory, you know, mindset from a leader, right? He can't just be this abstract things, here's the boundaries, and he goes off and, 
you know, go to his big meetings and, and not really be engaged with the teams. And that's, that's what agility does. It forces the leaders to participate, to be engaged, to have input, to give feedback, to receive feedback mm -hmm. as well as part of the practice. Um, and so I'm going to check, do a time check as we have exhausted the conversation, yeah, I think you, have. I, you know. All right. So, John. All right. So I think. I'm good if. Yeah, if it's voted, if it's voted as down. I'm yeah, fine. so so it's voted as down uh, with the team. So let's move on to um, the next card. All right, so we're fresh again. <laughs> um, the next the next card is <laughs> diversity and inclusion. Do we still need this conversation? Um, I put that out there because I was just at um, Agile twenty eighteen in San Diego, and we had a. a a night was just called Agile Tonight, and we did a presentation about diversity and inclusion. And some people thought that it was great, you know, it was great for people to get out there and share stories. Some people thought that it was too light because they wanted to go a little deeper, and some people thought it was just too heavy. And, you know, I, I always like to try to get to a space of positive intention, mm -hmm. right? And one of the things is, is that it was it was kind of it was interesting how some people felt that it was too heavy um, because they're in a position of power right and a position of privilege so the people who are impacted by diversity and inclusion issues you know yeah we want to talk about it we want to find avenues to make sure things are a lot easier and, and make sure that when we build a team that we could have opportunities for all because I, I believe in the world that we live in, we need to have all brains in deck. We need all minds to help us excel in what we do. And, and not just to mention the fact that if we have everyone involved and participating and they have opportunities to grow, um, it, you know, it helps our economy, right? You think about it from that perspective because you have more employed people, you have less stress in the economic system and the cultural system and, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to see that some people really would like to avoid having this conversation. But I think in the climate that we live in, in the political climate, not just in the U.S., but just globally, mm -hmm. that we, we need to, you know, have this conversation. And I would like to just hear from, you know, the different perspectives that, that we have, you know, um, that, that we have here in this dialogue today. Jump in! Don't be afraid. You know, I'll, I'll just say a, a word. Um, I think that diversity is indispensable to innovation, especially innovation that requires collaboration. And um, I think that innovation raises the um, standard of living, the the quality of living for people globally, and. Um, it's frustrating and sometimes disappointing how slow the world is to civilize. And, and by civilize, I mean um, to, to resist our human nature to be tribalistic and to dominate one another. And I, um, I think that, that we, we've civilized ourselves to a point, but um, it will take a long time, much more than my lifetime, for us to to reach a level um, that we aspire to, and so 
sometimes I grow uh, discouraged, depressed, um, and resigned that this is the best we can be for each other. But then other times I'm I'm inspired, and and I'm I'm wanting to support uh, tolerance and active inclusion of as much diversity as there is in the world, and there's a lot. Um, when I think when I think about diversity, I, I think um, and inclusion, I, I think those concepts kind of have a stain in the mind of many, and so the response to it is usually not one of being open. Um, and I really think that in my head, I reframe those concepts to look at finding balance in your workspace or in your work group, and and thinking about. Is there balance in my workspace or in my work group? Do I have all men over 60 or men over 50 in my workspace? Can I bring in someone that's maybe a younger person and, and kind of like make my group look different? And, um, and then we can talk about bringing women and then talk about the different ethnicities. And so it's not purely about race, it's about really being representative of the population within which we live. And I think if we really start to think about diversity and inclusion as just finding some level of balance in our workspaces at the elementary, the most elementary level, I think it kind of opens the door to have better conversations about the, the concepts in, in my head. That's what I'm thinking as a starting point, you know, because we already know that there are walls when it comes to that because you said you know you guys gave the talk and you had the responses were just so varied in the room and so how do you get to a middle ground you know how do we how do we get to a middle ground where it's just to be able to have the conversation how do we create that space that feels safe for for everyone you know to just mm -hmm. have the conversation and I think that's the, the starting point yeah it's creating a safe space to have it yeah, I think I think you just hit it right there too. Was was having a safe space, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I was at a at a conference last year. I think it was uh, Richard Kasparowski. Oh, yeah. His his big thing is psychological safety, yes. and I think this diversity and inclusion is a huge part of it. People need to need to understand that it that it is safe for them to just be themselves, and to that end, um, I think it was John on the phone was saying that. You know, it, it helps with innovation as well because people, they feel, you know, more free, more open to be able to, uh, you know, voice their innovative ideas. And, um, and I think one of the other things about diversity and inclusion that, that people don't think of, um, a, a guy that I work with brought this up, is it, it's not just about people's backgrounds. Right. It's about... Some people just have a totally different way of thinking, and um, they might not feel comfortable with their way of thinking in front of other people, and letting them know that you know, hey, we're diverse enough to, you know, to handle whatever you got. I think that's, I, I think, it's important in that discussion at, in San Diego, I think, proves that we need to have it because so many people are walled up about it. Yeah, and it's a good start. And then, but when we think of you know, diversity and inclusion, someone said equity as part of that is, you know, it's not 
when we think of the identity portion of it, right? Because we're not just talking about race right. or gender. Uh, we're talking about religious preferences. Yeah. Um, we're talking about sexual orientation. We're talking about disabilities. I mean, it, it's a broad spectrum of, of yeah. a discussion. And but the two things that seems to dominate the conversation is race, race and gender, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's the thing that most people you know care about at this point in time. But it's where can we go from there? And and as practitioners of agile, right? And, and we're supposed to be the people who are trying to create a humane workspace. Mm-hmm. How do we build that in? And and psychological safety is is the new thing in, in agile now, and it's it's been around since. 1999, I forgot, um, Carol, I forgot her uh, last name, who, who came up with the term in, in her white paper, and it was adopted by, by Google yeah. as a practice in their organization, so now everyone is going, psychological safety, um, is, yeah, we, we need to create a safe space for people to work, no matter who they are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, I, but I think, though, um, you know, we got to, like, inspect ourselves, right? Kind of look at and see, like, who do we hang out with? Yeah, you know how, how inclusive are we, right? I mean, how, <laughs> yeah. how you know, you know, how many people do um do people even feel safe around you, right? Do people from other races and other cultures feel safe around you? Can they? Can are you guys friends? You know what I mean? So we could we could talk about how it impact business and so forth, but just in our own personal lives, you know, I think it starts there. Yeah, community, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, where we live. So to answer the question, yes, we still need to have the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. We need more. Yeah. Still, we still do need to have the conversation, and just in even defining yeah, yeah. what that really means and what yeah. it looks like, and, and take it out of that little basket that someone has put it in over the years mm-hmm. and really expand mm-hmm. it to be in, in the big field that it deserves to be in, you know? Because it's so much bigger than yeah. just those two things that we focus on all the time. Right, those two identities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we got to make it bigger. And then once we once it's, so, once it's bigger, I think people start to feel a little bit freer about talking about their portions of it and just kind of mixing things up a little bit. And, and I think the more we talk about it, the more comfortable people are going to yeah. get because yeah. it's like the mental health thing. Yeah. You know, that it's just, it's one of those things that's verboten. We're not really supposed to talk about this. And these, these people at the conference that didn't want to talk about it, it's like, okay, how do we break down these people's walls? What, what's the root cause of your uncomfortableness with it? You know, it's, it's, I mean, we're such a, a, a global, I mean, the world's just, the whole world's a melting pot now. It's not just by country. And, and there's, you know, all these, People are identifying with all sorts of different things that we've never dealt with before that we need to, you know, be good to discuss. Um, And I think, you know, like I said, with with the uh, with the mental health thing, more people are more prominent people are starting to discuss um, their, you know, their views on it or their issues with it, and it's kind of breaking down barriers and making people feel a little more comfortable with. Well, hey, I'm not messed up. I can talk about this. Right. So I think, you know, we need to, like, like Dave was saying, you know, we, especially agile coaches, you know, how do we work this into our coaching? So I think that's something that would be, that would be kind of ground groundbreaking. I think if, you know, we could discover a really good way to attack this and have uh, more favorable open discussions on it. Yeah. So uh, I'm 
for some reason I've decided to take on the task of defining what that is from, from an agile perspective and to share that back out and just to get feedback, right? So, so people can start contributing new knowledge. Yeah, I think that's great, man. Right, um, to, to what that is. Because, yeah. it, you know, since I was part of it, you know, in, in San Diego, I felt, I feel like also I have a certain level of responsibility yeah. the, to share my context. And maybe we can have many other contexts who we come in and grow that thinking, that approach to uh, making life you know, better for everyone. Right? Yeah. But that's what we want. We want equity for everyone as we go forward in life. So I, I think we're coming up on time um, in terms of just discussions. Uh, but what I'd like to find out is what books are we reading? You know, what are we reading right now that we want to share back with the audience? Oh. <laughs> I know sometimes we kind of like throw these like this monkey rich in there. Which stack should I think of? Uh, <laughs> I just I picked up a copy of Ten Percent Happier uh -huh. by um, oh, what's his name? He's a he's an ABC News guy. Um, I think it's, it's Dan Curtis, I think, and it's about how he discovered mindfulness and meditation. Yeah. And recently. I don't remember who it was because I follow so many agilists on Twitter, but somebody popped something out there about bringing mindfulness and meditation into their agile groups. Oh yeah, you know. And I, I know other groups have been doing it, but it seems like it's starting to be, you know, oh, mindfulness is starting to be more of a instead of just like you know the weird people do meditation thing, you know, the hippies and that type of thing. It's becoming more mainstream. People are discovering the power of it. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, the, the book is, is really good. It's, uh, I'll, have, I'll have to get the exact title. Yes, um, send it to me and I'll, I'll yeah. put it out on the podcast in the part of the, yeah, well, the it's, show notes. It's, it's just really well written about how they went about, uh, you know, discovering why people don't meditate. You know, what's your excuse? You know, well, if, if you don't get it, let's try it. And I guess the whole Good Morning America crew uh, at least on Sundays, all of them, they have a meditation room at ABC News now. Nice. So, so it's, like I said, it's a, it's a really easy read, too. It's really well written. Easy to read. John, yeah. what, what do you got going on your side? Um, so, there's a book by Dr. David Drake uh, called uh, Narrative Coaching. And I, I really like uh, his eclectic approach to um, basically business coaching um, and it's it's a pretty challenging read if you're if you're new to like um, developmental psychology or uh, I don't know change change management um, I haven't finished it I'm, I'm about uh, a third of the way in but it was recommended to me by Harold Shinsato and uh, probably the best recommendation I've ever received. Um, I've, I mean, without exposing too much, uh, <laughs> I've discovered so much about myself and why I think and do the things that I do and don't um, as I'm reading along uh, through this book, cover to cover. The other book uh, that I'm reading, I put that on hold uh, to read all the books uh, written written by 
Hayden Shaughnessy and Sven Golding. Um, they've written these uh, three books available on Amazon about what they call the slow framework. And essentially this is like a next generation agile framework for, uh, for business uh, mostly to visualize their work and have very small teams like maybe one marketer and one uh, programmer uh, every two days innovate on the product or service and the, the process model, the operational process model. That uh, is an extremely disruptive um, approach, meaning it will disrupt its competitors. And I think it's probably the most likely way that uh, large bureaucratic inefficient organizations will be able to reinvent themselves to survive in a volatile, unpredictable, complex, and ambiguous market, which is now prevalent. Yeah. Anyone else in the room in terms of what are you reading? I'm on a reading hiatus. In a reading hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, there's this one book that I just finished. Um, it's it's uh, How We Work, Love Your Purpose. Uh, how we work, reclaim your sanity, love your purpose, and embrace the the daily grind by Leah Weiss, uh, and it has a lot of conversation about uh, mindfulness as a practice, uh, meditation, um, mm -hmm. how we just really bring our whole selves to work because oftentimes people only want us to bring that that ten percent, and we can't bring other parts, you know, and that comes back into safety. And she talks about some of that in in, in that book. And then I just ran into this book by, um, it's, it's called Capitalism Without Capital. I think Bill Gates was the one who recommended that book. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to bring up the, the author, but um, you know, I'm going to start reading that just to see what it's all about. Right? I mean, to, to see you know, why Bill Gates thought this was worth reading. And, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll check it out and, and see what that has to say for itself. Um, so one of the things I, I, you know, I had some technical challenges today, uh, which which was fun. Like even though I tested everything to make sure it worked before, um, you know, how do we keep this working so that we could have distributed individuals, you know, join in? You know, I know one thing. I'll, I'll get a different speaker system because for some reason this is not syncing with with other devices. Mm -hmm. um, I'll bring, I have a projector, so I could easily bring that to project it against the screen, which I know works better than this. Um, any other thoughts that we could use to, uh, you know, make this a bit more collaborative and open for both face-to-face -face and a virtual, you know, interaction? Um, what, what kind of app are you using to uh, to bring people from other locations? Yeah. Zoom. And it's okay. not a Zoom problem, it's, it's, it's a, an actual physical machine problem because I could see everyone here. It's just from this device into the projector. And it was working earlier. Hmm. So it's... Okay. Uh, there's something going on here with, with, with this and I, I probably just need to bring backup. <laughs> it's what it is. That's what say. Hey, John, go hey, ahead. What if, what if at the end by, you told everybody bring your laptop and then... You know, if everybody opens up Zoom, then at least they'll have a mic right in front of them. Yeah. And if, if not, then everybody that has a laptop has brought you a backup. 
That's true too. I mean, so yeah, maybe even if they could use their phone, because you know, you know, you could use your phone or any other yep. type of device. So maybe yeah. we'll we'll try that um, for next month. Is to ask everyone to just hey, here's the Zoom that you guys can come in on, and you could use your phone or any any type of device that you may choose. You know. I like that. Yeah, that's Me that's too. yeah, good collaborative discussion. But um, let's wrap. This is really good. Um, any final words that we want to contribute that we share back out to the world about this experience? Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, when I got the invite, I didn't even open the invite. <laughs> I, well, what's I, up with that? I didn't really have any plans of, you know, because it's so out of my my frame of reference, you know. Yeah. But now I think I have a much deeper understanding of agility and how it could, um, you know, play with what I do. Um, and I think it's real. I could, I could see how we could sing together. So I'm definitely um, want to hear more, and we'll be back and uh, kind of hopefully grow. In, in this I know where you live, so. <laughs> 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 so you're coming back next month for show. I think maybe like an, an ex, uh, kind of a simple explanation of you know what, what are we trying to tackle what exactly are we are, are we trying to do and if you have an agenda and a lot of people don't know what lean coffee is yeah and uh, you know so if maybe you just have a quick blurb you know it's hey it's you know lean coffees for an agendaist uh, meeting and whatever the three top things are we're going to talk about yeah and uh, so I think you know maybe something like that because I know there was nine people signed up for it yeah and um, so I was kind of surprised that, that uh, you know, I think they missed out because I think this, the hour that I was here was, was really engaging and, and really, you know, really good to get different people's yeah. point of views and understanding of, of the agile world because, you know, sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. Really. So, so, so the good thing, you missed the very first part. So we did talk about what lean coffee is. And, and also as part of the, the communication back out in yeah. the channel, like, you know, my brother-in-law here didn't read the email or the invite. So there was a link that, that they sent out for everyone. If you've never used Lean Coffee before. Oh, there um, was? Yes. Oh. Um, just click on this link and then you could go through. Um, I might have I might have ignored that one because I've yeah. used Lean Coffee a lot. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so you wouldn't was, care. Uh, yeah, so that's why I don't remember that. Yeah, but but I think it was good. Um, Latifa, anything? Any? You know, I would... It, the interest of time, I think if we have everyone send their ideas to you ahead of time, if that's possible. You want to have pre-printed cards and then, and then we can do a dot and voting. And then we can do a dot voting, start right away. If those people are present, mm -hmm. then we can just start in and that way you have it there. And then they have time to really think it through before yeah. they come to the meeting too. But maybe people could put like, because um, a lot of times, you know, people put something down you know, like this one, agility and public, you know, public education. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, everybody's going to get it, but maybe you can put a little bit of a backup material in there. So, mm -hmm. you know, what exactly are you trying to get out of this yeah. discussion? Yeah. You know, what's your, yeah. what's your goal here? Yeah, exactly. And that, that might help. Yeah. So we have Trello. And yeah. so I could invite you to a Trello board that, w that we use, and you could start adding your cards there for yeah, that'd be great. September. And so we'll, yeah. I'll set up a September backlog. Any thoughts about that, John? That's a, little, that's a deviation yeah. from how we do lean coffee. Because lean coffee is very dynamic, mm -hmm. and you don't have, well, most of us don't have pre thought. We come mm -hmm. in and, and we may think about it the day of. 
yeah. but that's the way the agenda was is well, supposed to form. But I like the, the format that you're yeah. suggesting. Go ahead, John. Sorry. Yeah, I, I do like it, and I see it as being potentially like a combination of future search, where yeah. you you decide three days ahead, and you get three sleeps, so your subconscious gets to think about these topics. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we then we vote the, we vote the day of, but we. You know, if we have time to start thinking and reading about it, like three days in advance, this could this could be very it could be more effective than just a straight lean coffee. Okay, so yeah, so yeah we could use a future search type of yeah. model and put that out there with um, with with the Trello board. So I'll yeah. invite everyone who's here. John is already invited to it. Okay, I'll invite everyone else here to join that Trello board, and we'll yes. have a column. Okay. Yeah. One, one other thought on that too is to, uh, just in case people have like last minute ideas mm-hmm. or maybe somebody joined at the last minute or somebody dragged them along, I mean, uh, brought them along, <laughs> um, they could, you know, maybe we could open it up and just say, hey, you know, we've got room for three more yeah. topics to vote on. Okay. And, um, you know, it's, oh, you know, this just happened yesterday. Can we talk about mm-hmm. this? Yeah. You know? I mean, they just added to the Trello board, yeah. right? Well, it I is- mean, if, if they show up like that here. day. Yeah. If it happens like, you know, we get here on Saturday and they're like, hey, you wouldn't believe what happened last night. You know, this would be an awesome topic. Yeah. And they didn't have time to add it to the Trello board. But no, I'm saying we should add it to the Trello board right. because then that becomes our system yeah. of record. You see what I'm going with that? So like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. either they may not have to have it. Maybe you, as you're sitting there with your buddy, and say, oh, let me add this into the board for right, you okay. right there in the spot. Oh, so it's, uh, yeah, so it would be dynamic add, not... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and at least we have that. And then hopefully the projection will work and anyone will be able to see the topics. Yeah. Okay. Good. So, no, this was good. Um, so, two things that's coming up. The, the next meetup is the 22nd of September, which is another Saturday. I'm also doing a talk on the 18th, which I'll, I'm, sh- I'm sharing out that we're talking about delivering customer value faster, Agile Accelerator. So, that's on the 18th. And it's all going to be here. And that's like an okay. after work thing because I'm trying to do things more on a Saturday because I know after work is just like mm-hmm. sometimes hard for a lot of people and just try this model and see, you know, how it works. And it doesn't have to become a big group, you know, and I hope you guys agree with that, that we, John and I were part of a, a Saturday morning meetup for a few years and it was just, it, it was, it, it got no bigger than maybe eight people, but it was just the, the dialogue, the camaraderie, the conversation yeah. was was very interesting and this you know so i just hope everyone is okay that we have a smaller setting yeah it's a good size agile group yeah. yeah is there someone named wayne oh wayne uh, he was listening but then he just left oh. yeah so maybe wayne will could we could get Wayne more active in the next um meetup all right well, with that um thank you guys for sharing your Saturday morning. Hey man, thanks for setting us. it up. Yeah, you know, look forward to uh, doing this. John is waving goodbye, so let me stop. Yeah, thanks, Dr. Dave. Hey, thank you, buddy. It was good meeting you, John. It was really fun. Thank yeah. you, everybody who came. Okay, bye-bye. Great for me. Books we're reading or listening to. Harry said he's reading Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics by Dan Harris. Well, I offered a Bill Gates recommendation. Capitalism Without Capital, The Rise of the Intangible Economy by Jonathan Haskell and Stan Westlake. I also listened to the book, How We Work, Reclaim Your Sanity, Live Your Purpose, 
and embrace the daily grind by Leah Weiss, PhD. We would like to thank our sponsor, Nalshare, for the continued support for this podcast. Visit nalshare.org to achieve your awesomeness through agile coaching and training, digital transformation strategy, agile organization development, lean business startup, and diversity and inclusion training. Thank you, Agile Alliance, for the Meta Pro account sponsorship. Learn more about Agile Alliance at www.agilealliance.org. We support lean thinking and agile life skills education through the Five Saturdays program. Visit www.fivesaturdays.org to donate your time, money, and knowledge. Check out Dr. Dave's latest book, Elastic Minds, What Are You Thinking? on Amazon.com. You will also find his book, Transforming Your Leadership Character, The Lean Thinking and Agility Way on Amazon.com. Look for the Nalshare with Dr. Day podcast on iTunes and Google Play. The Nalshare with Dr. Day podcast is streamed on grokshare.com. If you have questions for Dr. Dave, reach out on Twitter at Dr. Cornelius Info or at Nalshare. This podcast is produced by Dr. Dave Cornelius. Copyright 2018, Nalshare. Thank you.